Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Welcome to Come to Your Senses, the School of Sensual Living podcast. I'm your host, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through pleasure, mindfulness, embodiment, femininity, beauty, art, and of course, everyday sensuality. Hello, friends and loves, and welcome back to the podcast. So today's topic is all about a really common desire that exists among almost every person I've ever worked with, but really almost every person I've ever encountered, which is this desire to slow things down. And when I hear that desire in a person, what I'm really hearing is I want to be more present. I want to know what it feels like to wake up in the morning and not be jarred out of bed by a turbo boost of adrenaline of all the things I have to do that day. I don't want to be a person who gets to the end of their life and is laying there wishing that they had done things differently. And if this is something that you desire for yourself, you may also find that despite your best efforts, this experience of being able to slow down and be present in your life frequently eludes you. And I want you to know that there's a really good reason for that and a really intelligent reason that your system resists slowing down. And in today's episode, I'm going to share with you some ways that you can work with your system rather than trying to override it in this effort of slowing down. If you've ever had the experience of feeling like, oh God, I'm so stressed, I'm so tense, I need to slow down and you call upon the inner critical stage mom who barks at you to dance faster no matter what you're doing. So even if you're telling yourself to slow down, it's coming from this voice of, you better slow down. And that's a really common, also really intelligent way that the system attempts to modulate, but can often leave you feeling even more tense than when you decided you needed to slow down. (laughs) 
And so we are going to take a wondrous tour through this landscape known as your body, your mind, your system, and the way that all of those pieces are connected through the bridge of your nervous system. And then we're going to talk about ways to work with the intelligence of that system to give you an experience of your everyday that is more present, more awake, more connected, and just a little bit slower. So where I'd like to begin is by sharing a term with you that you may or may not have heard before, which is pendulation. Say it with me, pendulation. If you imagine a pendulum, pendulum swings from one side to the other. And in the human body, we are built for the experience of expansion and contraction. Really the very rhythm of life is one of expansion and contraction. And this word pendulation comes from the work of Peter Levine, trauma, well-known trauma therapist. And in our world, we operate inside of a system, and, and I'm talking more about our cultural system than our biological system. We operate within a system that is based on the idea of constant expansion recently listening to one of my teachers, Jenna Ward, talk about the myth of ever expansion and this idea that if you contract, if you take a time out, if you take a week off, if you decide you want to throw a wrench in your career and go on sabbatical or, you know, do something that is, is deemed a step backwards that you're a failure and that you screwed something up and that something is incredibly wrong with you in your life. And the interesting thing about this is that it really robs us of a very natural part of our human rhythm, which is this dance between expansion and contraction. And how this relates to slowing down is that if you're a person who goes about their day at 80 miles an hour. And I was about to say, if you're a person who works and has children and manages a home and tries to have a creative life and all these kind of pressures, and yet you can be out of a job and sitting in your little 400 square foot apartment and still have this level of urgency. You know, it's not it's not just dependent on the exterior of what we do. It's also an internal state. So if you're a person who tends to move fast and get anxious and overwhelmed and you find at the end of the day that you're having a hard time unwinding, being present, being able to slow down, there's a really good reason for that. And that is because if your pendulum has swung so far in the direction of expansion, any contraction is going to feel uncomfortable. 
And so the first jewel of wisdom that I want to offer you around slowing down is acceptance of the fact that when you slow down, most likely it will be uncomfortable. And for many of us, slowing down seems like this utopian, blissful experience where we're just walking barefoot on the beach in white jeans with a white cashmere top. Or is that just me? Um, And it's supposed to feel good. So when it doesn't feel good, the brain sends a message. There's something wrong. This doesn't feel good right away. So I better do something that does feel good, like speed back up or numb out completely. You know, if you've ever had the experience at the end of a long day where the idea of taking a bath or reading in bed just repulses you and the only thing you can stomach the idea of is completely numbing out on your phone or on television or whatever, Again, there's a really good reason for that, because while that may not feel what we would call good, it does feel known. It is a familiar experience, and so there's a sense of safety about it, whereas slowing down to become present is a less known experience, so it doesn't offer that instant dopamine hit of safety and unplug. And so the second jewel that I would offer you is when it comes to slowing down and becoming more present and available to your life, you cannot do it perfectly. The best you can hope for is a little bit of consistency. So I'm going to repeat that because I really want you to hear it. You cannot do it perfectly. The best you can hope for is a little bit of consistency. So slowing down, while again, it seems like an experience of relaxation, if you are accustomed to knowing only two states, which are numbness through busyness or numbness through total collapse at the end of the day, slowing down is new behavior. And something to remember is that new behavior always requires effort. And anything that requires effort is gonna be somewhat tiring. So this past week was my birthday, my 40th birthday. And the morning of my birthday, I went to my favorite workout class on Zoom, Core Rhythm Fitness. And I was a little amped up because it was my birthday. And I was going to skip the meditation at the end, but I thought, oh no, I should, I should slow down. I should get myself present. So I'm laying there really amped up for my birthday, really amped up from the class. And I'm like, okay, it's time to slow down. And in doing that, I realized I was taking this same amped up energy and trying to apply it to this experience of slowing down. And Whenever there's a really drastic change in our pace, in anything, really, I I remember 
watching a documentary about babies and they showed a woman laughing over a baby and the baby is laughing and then all of a sudden the woman's face went stone sober stone flat and the sudden change caused the baby to just freak out and start crying and that was such a beautiful demonstration of any time there's a jarring change in pace it's gonna send a signal to your system of there being something not right. And so as I laid there and tried to go from 80 miles an hour to five miles an hour, my system was just fighting it. And so a way to bridge between these two states is instead of trying to flip a switch, to simply be where you are. So in that moment of laying there for the meditation, rather than trying to flip myself into a meditative state, I just got really curious. Hey, what are my thoughts saying right now? What's my body feeling right now? And that current of staying with what is true and what is present in the moment, immediately my thoughts started to slow my heart rate started to reduce, started to become more present. And so if you find yourself in an amplified state and you want to get to a little bit more of a meditative, present, slowed down state, a really reassuring thing you can do for your system is rather than trying to flip that switch, just get curious about where you are. This next jewel in the art of slowing down is similar to what I just shared. And I think I share this tip on almost every podcast I record. And it's because it's advice that travels across the board of almost any situation. But to listen not so much to what is being said in your mind, but how it's being said. So a few moments ago, I spoke about how common it is to use that energy of get her done, even in the effort of slowing down. And what that looks like for me, I was just, I was really present with this this morning as I was going about my morning and walking the dog and feeding the dog and aware of this urgency inside of me to do whatever I'm doing, but faster so that I can get to the things I really need to do and you know, you can just hear it in my voice. And something I love to experiment with is how can I do exactly what I'm doing, but do it with more kindness in my thoughts. So if I'm quickly walking around my space trying to find my computer charger so I can record this podcast and there's a narrative going on in my mind of hurry up. You got to get this done. I can't really change the fact that I need to find my computer charger and I don't know where it is. But what I can change is the quality and the kindness in my thoughts. So when my thoughts sound a little bit more like, hmm, where was the last place I had that thing? Well, I'm sure we'll find it at some point. It's got to be in here. You know, that voice in the art of being gentle with yourself 
I talked about how sometimes when my inner dialogue is particularly cruel, I'll replace it with Julie Andrews in the role of Fraulein Maria or Mary Poppins. And how just that tiny shift immediately drops me more into my body, makes me more available to the present moment, and nothing has changed on the outside. I still need to find that darn computer charger. But all of a sudden, the energy goes from being this ninja warrior obstacle (laughs) that I have to get through while the clock is counting down to just a playful experience of being human. The next jewel I have to offer you is that when it comes to slowing down, it's not so much about doing different things, but it's about making different agreements. So when I am in that turbo adrenaline state, something I'll do is pause to ask myself, what am I getting out of this? What am I getting out of this identity of being so busy? What is my system and my ego, most importantly, really gaining from this experience? Because usually in those moments, I have made an agreement that my value as a human being and my ability to feel satisfaction at the end of my day or at the end of my life is based on my ability to do more than what I am humanly capable of in one day. And when I slow down to consider that that's the agreement that I've made and that's the agreement I am participating in, when I really feel into that agreement, that doesn't feel like the truth to me. The agreement that does feel true is I'm a human being and my sole purpose in life is to embrace that experience fully which includes being wildly imperfect. I do not work for the machine of externalized value that capitalism presents is my way to success and satisfaction. I work for something greater than that and greater than myself. And I work for being in service to this wildly imperfect humanness, there being more room for that on this planet. And so when I pause to consider that, all of a sudden, the urgency starts to unclench because I realize that whatever game or trance state I'm participating in is actually not something I really believe or believe in. And so I encourage you to identify What does it feel like when I'm in that trance of busyness? And for many of us, it feels like numbness. feels like I don't have to be here. I don't have to be here in my body because I'm so busy. And for me, that feels that the sensations that are available are like a pinching around my third eye, a clenching in my heart. And I notice like my arms squeeze in towards my body a lot. So the nervous system is always roving for sensation. And there are these little glimmers where you're able to pick up, whoa, why is my fist just squeezing independently? Or why is my foot jiggling back and forth like it's being chased by a wild animal? 
And when you have those little glimmers of noticing, oh, here I am. I just woke up. What agreements am I participating in right now? What am I agreeing to? And just that simple question can unlock a whole treasure chest of knowing of how to reset the pace. Jewel number, I lost track. <laughs> I don't have these jewels numbered, so I think we're on number five, but forgive me if, if I'm off in my number. Jewel number, whatever jewel we're on, is giving yourself the gift of speed bumps. And so speed bumps are little stations in your day where you can help lower the pace. You know, for me, on days where I'm moving real fast and really, you know, it's such an interesting expression, under the gun. What usually happens is I start out the day strong, energetic, got a solid 60 miles per hour, we're cruising. And then as the day goes on, it's kind of like a car, right? So if a car is running for an hour or two hours or even three hours, it's humming. But then when it gets to six hours or 10 hours and there hasn't been any reduction in speed or any break, eventually that car is going to overheat or that car is going to need gas. And so a way for you to help modulate the pace in your day is to give yourself a few speed bumps. And my personal speed bumps are taking my dog for a walk in the middle of the afternoon, watching a cooking show at lunchtime. I'll sit down in front of the TV. Cooking shows interest me, but they don't compel me the way something like a Showtime drama would. And so I'm more able to watch, say, 15 or 30 minutes of that show as opposed to a drama where I'll usually get roped in for two to three hours. And another favorite speed bump is doing a little bit of beauty ritual. So doing a facial massage or a belly massage or a scalp massage or giving myself a face mask at lunchtime is a way to engage my senses and give my mind a little bit of a bone to chew on because it's doing something. It hasn't come to a complete stop. And just a reminder that doing these things will probably feel uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, Like it doesn't always feel pleasurable when I go walk the dog in the middle of the day or do a face mask in the middle of the day and read my book for 15 minutes, but it always feels amazing when it's done afterwards. And then the final jewel I want to offer you is a little technique that I call loosening the garment. So if you just become aware of your body right now, and just imagining your body as like this beautiful silk stocking, and just feeling into that garment that is your body, your connective tissue, your muscles, and as much as you can, just imagining that that silk stocking just became a little bit looser. If you're familiar with wearing pantyhose, you just went from control top to regular pantyhose. Or if you've ever worn a, a pair of jeans that's a little too snug, you just unbuttoned the top button 
And anywhere that's wound tight, just loosening that garment a little bit. And I can't really tell you how to do that. Only your body knows how to do that. But sometimes these visuals, these somatic experiences of unbuttoning your jeans or taking off shoes at the end of the day that have been pinching your toes and letting your feet expand. These visuals can help your body remember. And so throughout your day, if you find yourself moving fast, just taking a pause to loosen the garment, unbutton that top button of your system. And in doing so, your actions, your thoughts, your pace will all follow suit. So it is now time for our weekly edition of Swoon. Swoon is a feature here on the podcast where I share a product or an article or a speaker or a book that I think will tickle you pink and help you embody a lifestyle of sensual living. The other day I was out at lunch for my birthday. My mom took me out to a lobster lunch, which was my request for my birthday. And we're sitting there and we're cracking into the lobsters and sweet, silly, adorable me wore a brand new white linen dress. And as I cracked into the tail and it full and ripped it out in the somewhat barbaric way that one must summon to crack open a lobster, the tail slipped through my fingers and bounced off my plate right onto my white linen dress. And I had the normal, oh no, reaction. But I didn't wind up tight in fear that my dress was ruined because I know that I have a secret weapon. And this secret weapon is a special spot remover that has saved sheets, has saved dresses, have saved upholstery. There are so many moments in my life where this product has really saved me. And if you would like to know the relaxation of not fearing stains anywhere at any time in your life, head over to schoolofsensualliving.com forward slash spot and this product will be revealed. I recommend getting three bottles, not just one. You'll want to keep them in every room in your house coaching, and, and in your community luggage. In the art and of so that brings living. today's Head episode to, to a close. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider heading over to schoolofsensualliving.com forward slash review to connect with me any situation through your name read in our community gratitude. Thank you so much for listening today. Head over to slash confidence to get your immediate download today.